Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most Phil Better. And today I'm very happy to have a, another local entrepreneur from Montreal, Mr. Mark Adam on the podcast. Mark, thank you so much for being a guest. Hi, Phil. Thanks for having me today. So, Mark, um, I know a little bit about you. We talked before the show jumped. But how about you give an introduction to my audience? Let us know a bit about yourself and what you do. Absolutely, Phil. So, Mark Adam, I'm the founder and CEO of Nixa. We are a web development firm headquartered in Montreal, Canada. I'm also a business intelligence expert and a productivity enthusiast. So at Nixa, we specialize in complex and custom website, web and mobile application and software. Uh, we're service companies. We service companies that want to build these products. And last year, we won best web development company in Canada. And right now, we're aiming for best in North America within uh, five years. Nice. That's a very, uh, very big goal and easily achievable if you're already ranking number one in Montreal and that. Uh, so what I want to go back to your beginnings, like what made you want to be an entrepreneur? Like what what was there a driving force? Was there something that just like sparked when in your early years or how long have you been an entrepreneur? Well, I come from a very modest background, I will say. So um, if I wanted to have any money, I had to work for it. So I kind of always knew I will be an entrepreneur, Phil. My first company, uh, I was 12 years old. I was building websites already. I had a landscaping company on their side as well. Um, and after that, it was just one business venture after the other until we launched Nixa back in 2012. Um, and programming started with me when I was at uh, elementary school. I was in a special program. I was the only student in that program. <laughs> The government wanted to know if we could teach programming to kids. And then they wanted to know, can that kid teach another kid? Um, and, and, and do kids have not only capabilities to learn programming, but being able to teach it back to other kids? And it worked. I was 11 years old. The other kids, kids was six. Uh, and we were both able to program at the end of the year at different levels, of course, of course, um, but still a good entry door, I will say to the digital world. Um, we are in 2000 right now, right? Um, yeah. So it started for me with PHP. I was doing flash for website as well. And at the time I had the world largest webcam repertory in the world. And I was generating, generating some advertising revenues. Uh, and with that money, I printed business cards, flyers, I was giving in the neighborhood for the landscaping company. So for me, it was all, uh, always about diversification, right? About generating some cash flow, uh, but working for myself, that's for sure. Jeez, already at a young age, you've already accomplished more than I think most people have uh, up until this point. So at the age of 12, 11, 12, you were learning programming. Yes. Code, and you were coding websites, coding Flash, on top of running a landscaping business. Yes. You do set the bar very high for yourself, don't you? Well, yeah, I think I had good example. My father was an entrepreneur. I didn't grow up with him, but he was an entrepreneur anyway. 
I did not take over his business. Uh, it was a car dealership very far from what I'm doing right now. But I think if you set good example around kids, right, they're going to they're gonna want to walk the path. And I think that's what happened in my case. Uh, I, I just knew, I always knew that I will be an entrepreneur someday. Uh, yeah, and yeah, from an early age, it seemed like it as well uh, with the both running two businesses and learning to code. Um, when you launched Nixa, what was your like goal? Like, did you know that you wanted to be the very best in North America, or was it just like I just want to help businesses? Actually, I wanted to be the best in the world. Um, just that, Phil. Um, I mean, aim, uh, shoot. We say aim for the moon, shoot for the star, right? Yeah. Um, so I think we became the best in Canada because we wanted to be the best in the world. Um, Canada just happened. We weren't aiming for it. Um, and most companies are delivering low end platforms. Um, they're they're ma mainly working on WordPress and stuff like that. And when we started, we did our study market. And what we realized is that quality was very low. And, and companies were not transparent. So if I tell you it's going to cost you $50,000 for your website, you don't know what you're paying for. You don't know exactly what's involved in that mm -hmm. budget. So we decided to do things differently, being very transparent. We charge per the minute. We don't round up hours. Our clients have access to BI tools, BI reports in real time, where they can see the progress of their project. They can see the amount of minute work on every task in a very transparent way. And that's basically how we managed to um, create our place in a very, very crowded market. So as you know, there's hundreds of web development companies yeah. around the world, if not thousands, but most of them are working on small projects. Like I said, low end platforms such as WordPress or Drupal, but nobody's really taking care of complex custom needs for these companies, right? So we took that niche market and we tried to do better than anybody else, and it kind of worked. Um, so instead of focusing on platforms, we decided to become expert in the programming language under these platforms. So when we speak with a client, we're able to propose the best for their needs, not necessarily the best because that's the only product that we support, right? So we try to do things differently. Um, and because of that, right now, we have a fantastic reputation, which brings a lot of new clients as well. Yeah, and it, it touches upon something you you made your niche. You're like, we're not just going to be another web developer. We're not going to do what everybody else is doing. We're going to go one step lower. We're going to get into the dirt of the matter, get our hands dirty, learn this language so that we can then give them even better quality websites, better quality conversions, because the website is your home on the Internet. So yeah. you, you, you defined your niche, which is something that I don't think a lot of entrepreneurs think of doing when they first jump into the, uh, the the world of entrepreneurship. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it's not just about the quality of the product you're delivering, but it's always it's also the quality of your processes, the quality of your internal um, training for your staff, right? So at Nixa, unfortunately, we don't hire a lot of junior people, right? We, we tend to hire more senior developers, uh, which give us the capability of delivering high quality code on time and we built our reputation on the on-time delivery most of the companies in it will deliver twice as the budget four times the timeline uh so that's a joke in the industry but make that we actually deliver on time phil and it makes all the difference in the world we're not the cheapest no and obviously it's proven that it, it your reputation it does 
count because you did become number one in Canada. Like you don't become number one in Canada unless you have a, a great reputation for delivering high valued content or, or products to your clients. And like you said, it perfection costs money or close yeah. to perfection costs money. And when you want to be playing with those big boys, you have that you have to be able to pay to pay it. And it's the same thing for anything. Absolutely. When you want that quality, because everything is available online. You can find out everything online and do it yourself. But the quality, will it be that good? And that's when you pay for the uh, the expertise that you guys bring. Um, now, I, I'm on your website, and it says that you do apps, SaaS, and real web development. So obviously, we, we've been talking about the web development. Let's touch on like the apps and the uh, SaaS, which is software as a service, which is pretty much a new revenue stream that's been since the internet's been developed is coming up and i don't think a lot of everyday people know about SaaS because they're not they they don't realize they use it but they don't know what it is so how did you guys start getting into that world yeah correct so uh for our auditors software as a service is a, a software that you're you're paying through a, a membership every month right and and that gives you access of using that particular tool in a sense netflix could be could be seen as a software as a service. It's a very simplified way to do it, uh, to see it. But I think it's the simplest example for your auditors. Um, so we, we got into the business because we were at the right place at the right moment, right? Because for us, building a website or building a web app or a software as a service at the end is programming. That's why we don't focus on certain industries. We can serve many industries. Um, so we were in the market at the right moment because all these legacy software that were desktop based, all these companies that had software knew that cloud was coming and people mm -hmm. wanted to have access to their software anywhere without installing on their machine, uh, without having uh, cybersecurity capabilities on their machine or within the organization. And, and the software companies didn't have choice but to build a cloud version of their own uh, software. And, and that's basically when um, SaaS was booming because all these legacy software needed to be redone using JavaScript and other web technologies. And we were there, we had the expertise and everybody were actually focusing on e-commerce and retail. And we decided to focus on transactional, yes. So you can still pay your SaaS with your credit card but we don't focus on, on retail at all. We're act, we actually focus on, on software as a service. So I will say a lot of luck, uh, but, but also a lot of investment in uh, research and development to get to the level where we are right now. Yeah, and it's like you said, since you guys focused on the programming languages yeah. of the websites, when we were getting SaaS, we're like, well, we already know JavaScript. We have a whole bunch of people here who are fantastic on it. So you're able to go, okay, just figure this out because it's a little easier. It's not luck. That's that's well done preparation and investing in your staff, like you said. Um, what 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 else is next for you? Like this, you're obviously the founder. You're running Nixon. It's been over close. We're almost here. You're coming into a decade running this this amazing company. Do you have sights set on something else? Is there another goal that you're looking for? Right. It's all about diversification in business, right? So we've seen COVID and COVID hit hard, uh, it, it hard. Uh, many industries, including technology. So technology sector uh, was booming during COVID and we double our size too. But the truth is that business is always roller coasters. So you have to find other uh, revenue stream uh, 
um, that you can integrate in your portfolio. So I, I started investing in startups and investing in other tech companies. So right now I have a portfolio of nine companies. Uh, some are, uh, of them are in telemedicine. Some of them are in uh, pharma, so online drug delivery service at home. So we, we invested in Oro, we invested in Medzi. We're going to connect both together, right? So you can basically get your diagnosis and, and one hour after it knock on your door and it's it's actually your, your meds uh, for your condition. Um, I also purchased restostaff.ca, which is the largest job board platform for restaurants in Quebec. Of course, COVID was very difficult, but when I bought the company, because of my capabilities, we actually replaced all employees with robots. So we're running this company with, with uh, zero employees, right? Help a lot when you have a drop of 95% of your revenue. Now it's coming up. There's a shortage of workforce in the industry. So I think because of our market share, we're going to go uh, do well. Uh, but we'll see uh, how it goes in the next month. And then other other sort of companies. So we do 3D mapping at Prévu 3D. So it's going to be very useful for the metaverse because we launch drones and we can basically map buildings in 3D, uh, pixel perfect. So these kind of companies that maybe won't pay off tomorrow, but it will pay off at some point, Phil. And diversification, we're looking to acquire uh, 150 doors right now in Quebec. So that's the real estate part of it. So uh, my advice will be um, diversify yourself. Don't put all your eggs in the same basket. Mm -hmm. But my employer is Nixa. So most of my time is actually spent working on the company. Okay. Yeah, I know. And it's wise being diversified and bringing your knowledge from Nixa over to the other companies able yeah. to connect them. Like you said, you have the diagnosis on one side and the delivery. There's a missing link there. You guys can provide that missing link, create the uh, a synergy that uh, helps everybody involved because the end result, people get their medicine much quicker and they don't have to worry about it. And if they're limited mobility, we have the ability to serve them and get them heard. Um, I want to know it apart from the diversifying your income streams uh for someone looking to start in the web development business like you did uh what would be a tip you would have for them if they're looking to start their maybe an agency or start their journey to owning a uh the best in canada or best in the world agency right it's a competitive market right so my my first advice will be to do a, a strong market research and try to fill some gaps um where you see there's gaps right so if you want to start a web development company and you want to offer wordpress development um maybe not such a good idea because this is basically where the mass the masses are right this is where everybody's uh, throwing themselves right so maybe find the niche where you can get in and and probably that subcontracting for other agencies is the best bet so when next a launch we, we were in targeting clients directly. Uh, I think it will have been uh, a suicide. Um, so what we did, we actually contacted all the agencies and we started subcontracting for these agencies. And, and that was great because not only did we add the, the business volume, but we also had access to all these crazy projects that nobody will have give us um, because we had no reputation back then, right? Uh, but more, more than that, it's because because we were serving all these big agencies, and I won't name drop, but you you, you know them all. Um, 
Well, we knew what were their weaknesses and their strength, and we knew who were their clients and what what uh, who was working for them. So when I decided to attack the market directly, I had a perfect understanding of my market. And that's my second advice. Um, first, search for your market. Um, but after that, if you want to dominate it, you, you need to, to know it very well because you cannot innovate in the market if you don't know your market well, uh, right? Um, so it's all about knowledge. It's all about um, taking notes, learn from the best, and after that, don't copy their processes, invent your own uh, and, and, and invest, invest, invest. Because if you are in front of the market, if you're the market leader, it's not going to take a lot of time that you're going to be catch up. Right. So at Mixo, we invest 15 percent of all our revenue. I'm not talking about profit. I'm talking about revenue in research and development. And it's not enough. We're going to have to increase that to 20 percent. So if you want to invest 20% of your revenue in research and development, you need to have high profit margin to be able to afford it. It's very, yeah. very important. Um, if you're doing it just, just out of passion, you're going to grow to a certain level, uh, but it's going to be hard basically to take more market shares, right? So surround yourself with people that know coding. If you're not a programmer yourself, if you're a programmer, surround yourself with salesmen. Because it's all about sales at the end of the day. You can have the best, the best web development company in the world, the best employees. But if you don't sell, you're gonna die. It's it's true. Yeah, it's it, it's. Yeah, I'm reading something by Dan Kennedy, uh, the magnetic marketing, and he's like, if you could be the best in the world, but if you can't get in front of your audience, you're you're useless. So it's it is. It takes a salesman to get your product in front of people because they know how to do it. Um, Dang, those were some really great tips, Mark. <laughs> uh, um, I, I, I do want, since you've been an entrepreneur since about 11 years old, uh, or probably even younger, and come from a lineage of entrepreneurs, what has been your favorite moment in your entrepreneurial journey? A moment that you're like, you, you, whenever you're like getting stuck or you're feeling low, this is a memory that just pumps you back up and you're ready to go for those hard, hard days. Yeah, I will say that my... my biggest sales are always a blast, right? So I will say my first $100,000 sales is a very, very exciting moment still, right? Um, but the growth also come with the pressure of always closing. So unfortunately today, if I close 100, 200, even $500,000, I, I can't open the champagne yet because now I have to deliver. So I'm not just in a sales business. Um, it's very, it's like a factory, right? So even if I sell, I still have to produce, right? So we don't really um, um, celebrate the sales like we did before. I will say right now, my, my real pay feel is when my employees, my staff, my team members tells me that they're happy and they love their job. We are in the industry where the turnover is very high. Turnover is high everywhere right now with mm -hmm. the new generation, but it, it's even true with my with my industry. So when some of my team members celebrate their fourth five years in my business and they tell me that, Mark, it, it, it's the best job I ever had. I love my colleagues. I love my job. I'm excited to come at the office in the morning or even open my computer if they're remote working. That's my real pay fill. And, and today I can say that money is not the final goal. Money is just a game it's a tool to be able to invest in your growth 
but the real pay is the happiness of my team members. I love it. I love it. And that's, that's, that's honestly a true leader right there. Like saying that, like hearing your audience, hearing your, 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 your employees say like, this is, I want to come into work today because I enjoy my job, regardless of the stressors that come with every job. It's like, I love coming here because everybody's here working together to make it the best place to be. And that, that is so important coming from a corporate world where it was very regulated and not, and it was rare you ever heard anybody inside the corporate world say, oh, I love my job. So knowing that some industries, some companies actually can have that, that's, that's an amazing and a hats off to you for building a culture like that inside your company. Thank you, Phil. Culture is very important because as you said, I'm competing against corporate, right? Banks, for example, in Canada can afford to pay 30, 35% more salaries than I do. I have to offer my, my, my team members something else. I have to give them an experience. I have to make them believe in what we're building and, and they have to believe that they're working on something that is bigger than themselves, bigger than the company. And we're actually starting a movement because we are uh, building wells right now in Africa and we show the staff that um, it's because of their work that we're actually providing access to clean water to hundreds if not thousands of people in Africa. So on top of the technology that we're building and all the, all the good that we're doing by, 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 by working on these projects, we're actually contributing to the society. And, and I think it's part of the culture that we're currently building. We're not just working to punch nine to five, get our hundred grand salary and, and finish the year with our tax lit. No, we're actually working on building something bigger than us. And it's part of the culture. And the culture is also based on a lot of respect. So I never do conflict management in my company. Nobody's ever fighting. And that's that just come naturally uh, in, in the company culture. People are very polite, very appreciative of, of the help and training that they receive from each other. Um, so building a, a culture is important. Uh, but to be frank with you, Phil, with the growth, um, I'm not building that culture. They are. They are building that growth great culture and i'm just part of it i love that again you're you're being humble because it does take you you had to start the culture you had to start how you wanted it because you could have came in and been like it's a hard ass and it's a nine to five like the corporate world and run it like that but you're like no i trust my employees i'm paying them to do their job they're adults they can handle it like you said you don't do conflict management because you're treating them like adults you know they're not yeah. children that have to be handheld you're like look you're grown adults let's work together to make this the best thing because the payoff is saving lives in Africa because that well that right now is serving 100 people, it's going to serve another 100 people in 100 years because it's still going to be there saving lives, creating more lives. So hats off to you. You're doing a lot of great things at that Thank company. You, Thank you, Phil. Um, we are coming uh, up to the end. I do want to ask you maybe one or two more questions here. Um, I was reading the, uh, the, the questionnaire, and it's always fun because I, I love – reading books and you uh you brought up fantastic uh, sorry fanatical prospecting yeah as your book tell me about it why is that your favorite uh, or a book you recommend entrepreneurs to read yeah well as we discussed before it's all about sales right so no matter what the industry you're in you have to sell right and even if you go to cinema with your wife you still have a, a sales to do she want to watch this movie you want to watch that movie you're going to win this sale 
and Grant Cardone uh, said something, it, it's sell or be sold, right? Either you sell or you're being sold. And, and to do selling, you also need to do prospecting. You need to fill that pipeline. It's not all about closing. You also have to bring the leads. Fanatical Prospecting is a book written by Jeb Blond. Jeb Blond is a sell author. Uh, he's doing conferences as well. And he's not a guru, right? He's not a sales guru like Grant Cardone or other people. He's actually very down to earth with very actionable items written in his book. So Fanatical Prospecting for me was a life changer. It's uh, great tips to hence enhance your sales game. It's, it's about prospecting at every moment, on every channel, at every step of your journey. And because of that, uh, it's a must read for every salespeople in my teams. And I say teams because I have multiple companies. They all have to read that. For the Philadelphia office, when they read that book, we increased the sales of 30% within the two first months. Not because of the book. It's a change of mindset. It's just a, a mind opener, right? I can give an, a, a great uh, advice regarding prospecting to our auditors as well. Um, entrepreneurs tend to stop prospecting when they're very, very busy. But sales cycle can be, depending on the industry, three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, many years. So business is like a roller coaster. So you need to do constant prospector uh, prospecting to ensure your company uh, constant sales and leads flow. It's very, very important. So always prospect and start with that book. It's absolutely fantastic. You can read two chapters and start um, um, uh, applying the, to, uh, the tips within your day. That, that's fantastic. The fact that within two months, uh, already your Philadelphia office increased their sales after reading that, that's impressive. If that yeah. doesn't show you how great this book is, um, it, I don't know what it what will, um, but it's definitely now on my uh, my list here on Amazon to be ordered in. Um, so I'm going to jump off, Mark. I want to give you the last little bit. Let my audience know where they can find out about your company if they want to hire you or just to follow along your journey to to the fact that you're going to become the best in the world. So the floor is yours, sir. Thank you, sir. So um, please follow us on nixa.ca. We are on all social medias, but we just launched this free private community called Nixa Life. You can access it at uh, access it at nixa.life. It's an open community for all the tech enthusiasts out there. Our uh, engineers, our developers are sharing tips, discussing about technologies. I think it's the best way to come and basically be part of the Nixa family. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mark. Of course, to the audience listening at home, the show notes will have all the links so that you guys can connect with uh, Nixa and join Nixa Life. Mark, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day um, to chat with us here and share your story with my audience. Thank you, Phil. You have a good one. Excellent. Everybody else, uh, thank you so much again for listening. And remember always to invest in yourself.